Hello everybody, this is Jake Ward, and this is the second episode of the Radcast. Um, today I'm going to be discussing the tripartite nature of man, and this will kind of help to solidify a few of the points that I made last time um, in the first podcast, which, speaking of, I'm told it's pretty much inaudible. Um, I'm trying to correct that problem. It's tricky, because I got a new microphone, I don't know how to use the software that came with it. I'm, this time I'm going to try to use Audacity, which is a free recording software online. We'll see how that works. Um, anyway, as to the first podcast, I will tell anybody on the off chance that there is anybody listening to this who isn't already my friend on Facebook and hasn't already seen this, um, there is a note that I put up on Facebook which, in which I typed up all the notes that I read off of for the first podcast. So it basically has all my main points from the first podcast uh, kind of in a slightly condensed version. I took out all my jokes and all the uhs and errs and uh, dramatic pauses and such. But it's on there. I think it's, if, if you want to friend me on Facebook and find it, uh, my name is J-A-E-K-W-R-A-D. And no, that's not how I actually spell my name, but that's how it is on Facebook. So if you get on there and uh, friend me and look at my notes, um, there's one just titled Radcast, I believe. And that should be it. So anyway, anyone who wanted to hear the first podcast and couldn't uh, can just read that if you have a couple of minutes. It'll actually probably take less time than me speaking it. But anyway, um, like I said, today I want to talk about, I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but three parts of man. Um, I'm basically, that idea of man being tripartite and not dual, because there's this idea in this world that man is just dual. The man has this tangible part, his body, and this intangible part, his soul, or his mind, or his emotion, um, or all of those things. Um, basically, I want to make a distinction between the soul and the spirit. And those are terms used by Watchman Nee um, in a lot of his works, but most notably in an amazing book uh, called The Spiritual Man. And anybody who's um, been around me long has probably seen this book lying around my house or in my hand or just sort of around. I've been reading it on and off for a while now. I've read it a couple times. It's a pretty amazing book. And anyone who wants to borrow it or check it out for themselves, like I said, Watchmen Knee, like W-A-T-C-H-M-A-N is his first name and N-E-E is his last name. So feel free to go check that book out. I know they have it on Amazon. That's where I got it. Uh, but anyway, in this book, he discusses, again, that man has three parts and not just two. That in addition to a body, a physical part, and a soul, um, which is widely recognized to be, you know, your mind, your emotion, imagination, the seat of your desires, these sort of things. In addition to these two, there's a third part known as the spirit. And the spirit is what links us to God. And uh, he has an awful lot of um, biblical support to back this up. I'm going to bypass most of that and just sort of, uh, like I said, I don't want to go into a lot of detail. I just want to kind of introduce the idea of there being a distinction between our own intangible nature and another part of our intangible nature that makes us connected to God. His main, the primary um, biblical text he draws from to support this is is in Genesis um, chapter 2, verse 7. And it goes, And God formed man of dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So that pretty much sums up the three. There's the dust, by which our bodies are formed, by which we are made physically. 
there is the breath of life from God, which is the spirit which he puts into us. And these two mixing form a third part, which is the soul, which is a mediator you know, between the two, which is sort of a mediator between our body, which connects us to this earth, um, which performs functions like eating, sleeping, walking, moving us around physically, uh, sensing anything, you know, seeing, tasting. This is all bodily function. This all connects us to earth. Uh, it, the soul connects that part with the spirit, which connects us to God, which allows us to communicate with him, which allows him to communicate with us, to speak to us, to guide us, either through his word or through our intuition in the spirit, uh, which I might talk about a little bit later. Basically, the spirit allows us to truly know God and to truly know his will and to be guided in this way, whereas the body, again, pins us to, to this world and allows us to to walk around and, and to, to be active physically, and the soul mediates these two. Um, just I feel like the body is a pretty self-explanatory um, sort of thing. I'll go into a little more detail on the soul, um, because all of us are born with the soul, uh, just as we're born with the body. Um, Watchman gives three main functions to the soul, uh, namely mind, emotion, and will. Mind is sort of, like I said, imagination, comprehension of ideas, memory, um, probably creativity of new ideas. These are all sort of mental functions. And um, emotional is just sort of, our emotions are just sort of, you know, a natural reaction to our outside world, the things that we see. Um, again, affection, anger, happiness, um, frustration, things like this are just sort of uh, functions of our emotion. And our will, as I mentioned last time, we have a will. We are able to choose um, between good and evil, between what we what we know is good and what we know is wrong, um, or between other things. I mean, whatever. These are our desire or our will. This is another function of the soul. And the soul is sort of, uh, just to sum it all up, it's sort of the seat of like our personality, of like who we are uh, as individual people. Um, because bodily... Um, you know, we're, we're different. We have different faces and different sizes and stuff like that. But for the most part, we all have five fingers and five toes, or ten fingers and ten toes. Sorry. Um, and, uh, you know, two arms, stuff like that. We're different, but, and I think in the soul it's sort of the same deal, actually, where we all have sort of the same functions, but it's in different capacities. And, um, anyway, basically this is just what Watchman Nee always says is where our personality is. And um, that's something we can't discount. And that's something that's important to us. The soul is just as important to us as the body is while we're in this world. And, you know, it's something we don't want to lose. Um, and then I guess I'll talk a little bit more about the spirit, too, just to clear that up. Uh, Watchman Nee goes into, if this helps, he gives three main functions for the spirit as well, just as he did for the soul. He says that the spirit um, has the three functions of conscience, which we've already discussed. Um, or we haven't discussed, sorry. I got confused. Conscience, which is which we already know, is um, sort of like knowledge of the difference between good and evil, between what's right and what's wrong. Um, there's communion, he calls it, which is, I, I take it to mean something like prayer, like when we're talking to God, when he's communing with us, when he is, we can become a part of him, and when we can commune together as brethren, I'm sure, in services and stuff like this. And there is uh, intuition. Um, and my basic understanding of this is any of you who have read Acts or some of the epistles, I know Paul talks about this, about, you know, we wanted to go to Spain, but the Spirit, you know, persuaded us not to, or the Spirit kept us, or we were guided by the Spirit to do this and do that. And it's just sort of just, um, 
guiding us in the work and what we ought to do um, and what our lives ought to be comprised of, which is sort of similar to the conscience. But like I said, they're all sort of tied together. And spirit, soul, and body, they're all part of us. Um, one thing that, that Nee does mention, a big point, is that when we're born, he believes we don't have the spirit. The spirit is dead in us. Um, the spirit is not activated, as it were, um, mainly due to the fall, due to the fall of Adam and of Eve in the, in the, in the garden, because they were kicked out. You know, they sinned against God, they were kicked out, in that they were cut off from God. And, you know, any who subsequently reached God had to be awakened in their spirit, had to be aware of Him, or maybe just spoken Him. Maybe that's why God spoke to people straight up in the Old Testament, but I don't really know, I can't speak to that. That was just a, a wild, yes, a wild <laughs> assumption. But anyway, um, what we must understand is all of us are born, um, as they say in the New Testament, we're born of flesh, or of water, we're born human beings, you know, with a soul, with a body, but we must afterwards be born also of spirit. We are not yet born of spirit. We are not yet born to God. We are still cut off from him. And this is how most of this world uh, remains in this cut off state. Um, a little bit of the spirit remains in all of us naturally, namely conscience. Conscience is something that everybody in this world has like an understanding of. And they still feel it. You know, they say, oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have hit that guy. Or, you know, I'm, more importantly, I should, maybe I should be going to services. Maybe I should be, um, praying to God more often than I do, but for the most part, the soul, the flesh, as it were, this is another term. Um, Nee defines as the flesh as just the body and the and the uh, the soul, that part of man which isn't connected to God, that man cut off from God. That's the flesh. The flesh in us just sort of overpowers any sort of uh, conscientious objection we may have to to doing bad things for the most part, and allows us to continue to to keep sinning. Um, but basically, that's the important thing, is that we must be awakened in the spirit, we must be rejuvenated, we must be regenerated, we must be born again. And I, this is a good explanation, I think, of that terminology, that born again, um, for the most part, I take that to mean something, baptism, you know. Baptism is at least the symbol of it, if not the actual occurrence of it. When we are put under the water, our old man is put to death, and... We are born, again, we are raised out of the water and made a new person. Um, I don't want to get into the whole baptism debate about whether you have to be baptized to be saved or not. I know there's a lot of discussion about this. I'm just saying, at the very least, baptism is a good symbol of this, both to, for us to understand, and it is a good action to go through just as a, as a, to demonstrate to all who know us. I have been baptized. I have been awakened in the Spirit. And I, can now communicate with God and receive His light, and I think that's the main thing. That once we are once we are born in the Spirit, we are baptized in that way, we are reborn, and then the rest of our lives, uh, Nee says, consist of this um, this process of taking up the cross, this lifelong putting down of ourself and our desires and what we want, and submitting to what God wants. The way of the cross. We hear this as well. It's just, it's a it's a painful path and it's a type of death um, to ourself. You know, our, our self no longer rules. Our self is no longer in control. But we we cede control willingly to the spirit. I don't think it's death in the sense of obliteration, though. Like um, that our soul is just gone because that would mean we no longer had any personality. We no longer could think. 
we no longer would have emotions or feelings. And this is not humanity at all. The whole point I was trying to make last time and that I'm now trying to make is that um, we are not fully human unless we connect with God. And, you know, because once we connect with God, once we are able to connect with God, once we're reborn and once we're made alive in the Spirit, then the third part of man is again alive and we can have God's light and we can be a full human. Um, up to that point, we only had the two parts, the soul and the body, and that's not a full man. Without God, we cannot be complete. And that was something I was making, that was the point I was making last time without really pinning it down. That's why I'm, that's why I'm talking about all this, is sort of to pin down that idea of, of, uh, actualizing our humanity, of fulfilling our humanity, um, with God. Of, of looking to Him to fill us. And this is an idea, um, that I really don't want to um, understate. Um, and like I said, a lot of this probably seems a little, still a little abstract, still a little uh, unclear. I'm trying to do the best I can. I, I don't really have, honestly, I'm kind of bound by um, the podcast side I'm using because I don't really have that much space. Um, <laughs> I can have two half-hour shows. I think it said I'm supposed to get more space sometime, but I haven't checked it in a while. We'll see how much space I have. But anyway, it's still a great site. I still thank Podbean. Um for their for their gracious support and allowing me to do this for free to disseminate this information. So anyway, we'll see. I'm trying to keep it short though. And anyone who has any questions can actually go to that site. And I hate to digress like this, but <laughs> you can go to the site. It's um, my site is Jake Rad. That's J A E K W R A D dot Podbean P O D B E A N dot com. And uh, so feel free to go on there. You can comment on my podcasts, um, or you can just, like I said, if your friends are on Facebook or anything, you can just tell me in person. Um, but it'd be great to have some comments, some buzz about this. Anyway, um, just so I know people are listening. And like I said, I would love to be corrected to have some discussion about this. Because um, I don't want to just be sitting here like I know everything. I'd like to hear from other people um, because that's absolutely not the case. But anyway. Um, like I said, I feel like this is still all a little abstract and still a little out there. Um, just this idea of us having a spirit and a soul. But I think what really pins it down is what I was saying last time about people who try um, to find some sort of find foundation or some sort of meaning to life. I'm thinking more like philosophers and other educated people who who try to try to construct this. I've I've heard this phrase tossed around: this theory of everything. This idea. Of just understanding all things, I mean that falls into science too. Again, I'm not I'm not decrying philosophy or science. I think they're both um, valuable and helpful, but I think they are both founded in logic, and I think they're both founded in the mind, and in that way, I think they're both founded in the flesh, and in that way, I think that they cannot possibly guide us to where we need. They cannot possibly give us the firm foundation that we need. As I talked about this last time. Even the, the wisest people in this world are, are lost, they're confused, they're depressed. They have all these great ideas that could be true, that are possible and probable and logical, but that aren't necessarily truth, that aren't necessarily a firm foundation for them to stand on, to build their lives on, to live and die for, you know? Um, nothing is certain, nothing is, I mean, there's this whole postmodern idea that there is no objective truth at all. Um, you know, there's all these ideas being tossed around, and I think a lot of them have, like, just a hint of truth to them, but they're just, 
other than that, they have nothing. They, they they cannot firm they cannot form a firm foundation for us to stand on. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need the spirit for. That's what we need God for. Because we cannot have it otherwise. Um, we see, like I said, there's just uh, for those who rely on logic. Like I said, there's so many. If you listen to the philosophical debates and discussions, and if they 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 try to just base everything on logic, and it's just amazing how many different results they get and how equally probable all of them are, how equally arguable all of them are, but how there's no way to know whether they're true or not. There's no way to know um, for sure, and there's and it's it's easy to just destroy any of them with any other line of logic. Um, there's just no... Fir- it's constantly changing. And like I said, I'm just... I'm ragging on logic right now, um, which is just one... Uh, aspect of our of our soul, one function of our soul. But if you think of the other ones, I mean, there's emotion and there's desire or will. And I mean, we all know what it is to follow our emotions. We that's widely recognized to just be impractical. Our emotions are widely recognized to just be fickle and changing and unhelpful. Generally, you know, unfirm, un. You know, it's not that they're unchanging. We cannot build our lives on them. We will constantly be disappointed, confused, and tossed about if we follow our emotions. And same with our desires. People desire this thing and they get it. You know, they, they long for it. They save up money. They acquire it. They have it. And then they get bored with it. And we see it with kids, but we see it with adults too. Everybody does it. And, um, it might be, it might be a small thing changing from one TV show to another one that you start liking. Or it might be a big thing. I'm, I mean, this is coming to mind, but people, just basically all their hobbies, and I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying these hobbies are wrong, but it's when we look to them, either consciously look to them to save us, or to give us a ground, or unconsciously just passively give in to them and let them rule our lives, either way, they're just going to lead us astray. And like I said, those things are, are more widely acknowledged to be, um, to be unstable, and unworthy of our entire lives. Whereas logic and, and learning and thinking and these things um, that seem more stable and that seem more grounded and that seem more um, important, uh, it's just an illusion um, because these people spend their lives in logic and just don't get anywhere. And that they're, they're no closer to the truth than when they started. They have an elaborate theory built up, but it's no more true. It may be logical, but it's no more true. That's one thing I've learned. Being in a logic class, I've only been in a logic class for a couple of weeks now, but I've already learned that, that an argument being valid and an argument being true are two completely different things. And it's this fundamental um, distinction that that can sort of pull down everything. We need something true. We need something certain. We need something um, that will give us life, that will fulfill us as humans. And in order to gain all these things, we need God. And in order to, to hear God, to heed his word, to study his word, and to understand what his word means, in order to have his guidance in our hearts and in our lives, in order for him to dwell in us, we must be rejuvenated in the spirit. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what I think is important. We need that fundamental rejuvenation, regeneration, that fundamental change, um, from fleshliness to spirituality. Um, and I'm not saying in any way that I have attained to that because I am, I have not, but I still think it's a point, like I said, me has made this point and I'm, I'm basically just sort of putting it in a new form, 
um, to disseminate it so that more people can hear it, so the more people will be encouraged to read this, the more people will be encouraged um, to read their Bibles and to look to these things and to see that this is true. And like I said, I hope that this has been helpful, I hope this has been encouraging, and I hope that many more will hear this and, and heed this or comment or tell me why, <coughs> excuse me, tell me if anything that I've said is wrong, if I've led anyone astray, that's not my intention. I'm just, you know, we got to try to find what is true and what we can live our lives for. That's, that's a good Kierkegaard quote. He's trying to find the idea for which he can live and die. And even Kierkegaard, I think, those of you who don't know him, just whatever, disregard, I'm not going to go into it, but those who do know him, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think he just goes way too much into, he trusts way too much in the mind, in his own thinking. And if his, you know, if he, if he finds one logical problem with it, he cannot overcome this. Um, and I think, you know, I think that God's word can be logically satisfying, but it's not primarily so. It's spiritually satisfying. It gives us life. It gives us that firm foundation that I've said so many times. It gives us something for which we can live and die. It may not necessarily be what we would call an idea, a mental concept, um, so much as it is a spiritual concept, a spiritual idea, spiritual knowledge. This is what we must trust in. This is what we must live our lives after. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off now. I hope I've said everything that I want to. I'll probably come back with something else. But uh, thank you again for listening. And I'm sorry it's been so long since the, since the first podcast. Uh, I, have a, I have a hard time getting down something that I really, I'm sure I want to say in a forum that I really, surely, I'm, I'm true, or I'm, I'm certain about. Um, it just takes me a while. I'm a little, so just be patient. I thank you for your patience. And I hope that somebody out there again, I hope that I have all the listeners I had last time and more. Um, to go ahead and tell your friends this should be on iTunes now um, so that's pretty exciting and um, like I said thanks for listening and I will hopefully be out with another one of these soon hopefully it won't be a month before I get the next one out but we'll see I'm in school now so take some time but anyway like I said go to the website I appreciate your comments it's jakerad.podbean.com so check it out. And don't forget the Jake is J-A-E-K and that Rad has a W in it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody.